this topic left me with a question I kind of want to end on tonight. And I want you to see what you all think about it. Um, what do you think the stigma of being like trans or gay or queer or anywhere between has done to hold us back as a species, especially here in what has become the United States? What have we lost by not embracing these variations, but stigmatizing and making people afraid to be other than the two norms, making people believe something may be wrong. Um, let's start with Lyle on this one. What have we lost by this constant stigmatizing? Well, I feel like in saying that it's constant negates the fact that it's actually a bit strategic that we stigmatize a certain group of people because it's been indoctrinated in the things that we don't learn in history and the things that have been eradicated from the institutions we engage in, such as religion, schools, uh, government and paperwork and documentation, all the ways that that gets negated. And so it's not really an active choice for many of us. It's just the way that we've been indoctrinated, which just means the way that we've been taught to live by not seeing certain things. And that's this erasure, which is the literally erasing of people's identities, is what, when you say that, the constant, that's what it is. It's we constantly erase these things, but we're doing it unconsciously. And so we're, what's great is that in this 21st century is that the, the rethinking of what the binary and what gender roles of, that are imposed for both men and women are doing to us as a large-scale society because my liberation as a queer and a trans person is tied to my racial roots, to my, who, my ethnic culture, um, which is Indigenous and Latinx, and at the same time, it's tied to the liberation of female-bodied people who embrace their women identity. And so when women start to question who they are and what their roles are at home and whether they're choosing to have children or not, and whether they want to get married and whether they engage in heterosexual relationships or they choose to be single, that though that liberation and that complication then allows me to be free as well. And so I feel like the constant is the patriarchal imposition that men must be respected, they're the know-all be-all, and that we take their leadership and overall what they decide economically and politically is what is, is imposed. We are all impacted by that system. What we choose, what we are, so what, what I'm trying to say is that when I choose to be free as a queer and trans person, when I choose to have different opinions, when I choose to enter a space and queer things politically, socially, mentally, or you know, through my sexual gender identity, that, that is a trickling effect that then impacts the next generation, that then impacts how women liberation is being said in this, next, in this next intersectional wave that we're in. And so I feel like what we have lost is our history. What we have lost is our way of diversity, as Curly mentioned. And what that means is that in order for our human species to survive climate change, to survive this next wave of political shifts and upheaval is for us to embrace what that difference actually looks like. So one of the things that queer ecology has taught us is that when you look at an ecosystem, which can be, which this is a line from the episode, which can, an ecosystem can be as big as the earth or as small as a vagina, that 
the way that it's all interacts from the microbial level to the soil, to the trees, to the pH balance, everything, every single living species that is engaging in that ecosystem has a role. So I have a role as a queer and a trans person. My role and what has been historically named by my indigenous ancestry is gone. I don't have access to that knowledge because colonization came in and criminalized my existence until it eradicated me from textbooks, from history, from storytelling, from traditions. What we do know from the roles that have survived that genocide is we look at the, in, in uh, India, there's a third gender called the Hijra. I, I might be saying that wrong, but there is a third gender that their role is to start um, ceremonies, ceremonies that are linked to do the seasons, that are linked to the harvest, that are linked to when food is and seeds are put in the ground or harvested. And that is the Hijra's role. That is, that is the third gender's role to lead that ceremony. In the Blackfeet tradition, when a child is born, the third gender has to decide what that child's name is based off of interactions that it has with the father. That is the cultural role of the third gender. We each, as genderqueer, as queer folks, as however you identify in the LGBTQ spectrum, we have a historical connection to our racial identity and our cultural identity that has been erased. And I think that in reclaiming it and trying to create something new, and a lot of it is, what do, what, what do we do in our family? Are we the cooks? Are we the, the ones who people come to when there's crisis? Are we the ones that are helping folks tap into their healing? That That is reclaiming it. And so I feel what that's going to require is all of us to see our roles and be able to allow everybody to exist freely in order for us to actually uh, survive as a human species, because we're going to need a lot of different ideas for different for the same problem so that we can have multiple solutions that can be used at different places with different political and social tensions. That's right. That's right. There's lots of ideas out there and not one is always a solution. Well, thank you uh, very much, Lyle. We are getting short on time. So just um, keep your eyes on the clock, you guys. Okay. Um, Thank you. So excited. Yeah. So I'll jump in. Um, Thank you, Lyle. I'll go with Audre Lorde first. So black feminist, uh, queer poet, teacher, educator, um, has an essay called Uses of the Erotic, the Erotic as Power. And I'm going to go full circle back to what we heard from Gopal in episode one. And, and Trey lifted this up too. Gopal was talking about work and work as being just the function of being alive. And then Desi in Ep 5 that we just heard spoke about the natural world as this construct as being morally neutral and and speaks also about recovering from a world of binary worldview. So again, what these folks are, are speaking to, I believe, is a severance from from relationship that is always already present and and it it's decolonial to reclaim this relationship with living beings that are not only human and i think in episode five they really get into and you heard um curly even speak to you know um their transition or his transition to you know using um mushrooms as medicine um, and o- that opening up 
um, a deeper recogni recognition of this relationship with the natural world. And through our senses, with this connection with, with other than human beings, we experience eroticism. And I don't just, and so I know this is a lot and I'm hoping I'm breaking it down and I know we're short on time, but um, you know, cis, hetero, white supremacist patriarchy really conditioned how we relate with each other. It, it um, created a rape culture um, where we, ex so many of us experience violence when we're, instead of pleasure, at the site of something that's meant to be so sacred and, and so healing and so life-giving. Um, so I know I've traveled so far away from that question of what was lost, but I suppose the answer is like what has been lost and what can be reclaimed is that erotic brilliance, this recognition of our relationship with all beings that is not about power over but about cooperation and I will leave it there. Good luck chewing right. on all of that. That's right. And um, this is not the only way, the way that we have been taught since um, we have been born and even our parents and stuff. Okay. Well, we are out of time. We are very much out of time. Can um, you cat tell us where we can follow your work with uh, we rise and the stuff you work on. And then um, Lyle, can you tell people where they could, follow the movement generation podcast did we go too far absolutely so we rise can be found at we rise production.com and on instagram we at we rise production and then uh twitter is at we rise producers you can find more from the podcast did we go too far on spreaker on apple podcasts on spotify um, and to hear more about Movement Generation, you can go to movementgeneration.org um, and you can also be linked to the podcast from that website. Follow yes. us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as Movement Generation as well. Um, I thank you all for joining me tonight. Kat, welcome back and thank you. Layal, it's been good to talk to you in person and a big shout out to Trey out there. Thanks for joining me tonight. We love you, Trey. Thank you, Frank. And I want to shout out Diaspora Radical and Los Nadies who created that incredible theme song y'all heard at the beginning of the show.